What's happening, municipals? This is Big C. Let me tell you about a great place, Envision Golf. Indoor simulators have exploded in golf, and Envision is leading the charge here in Portland. With the use of leading simulator technology in Golf Zone, you get transported to 200-plus courses across the world with the most realistic simulator experience you'll ever come across. With a hitting mat that not only gives you the turf to simulate real rough and sand conditions, the mat also raises up in slopes to create real live positions like playing on the actual course. If you're in need of a lesson, Vision Golf also has you covered with the PGA teaching pro Ignacio CERN. On top of that, they create an atmosphere with full bar and food options and sports on all the TVs that you're never going to want to leave. This is a great place for all events to be hosted with the VIP section to accommodate groups of all sizes. If you live in the greater Portland area or even the Pacific Northwest, you have to come out to a Vision Golf and check it out in Tigard, Oregon. Use code MUNICIPALS and you will get your first hour for free on your first visit. Also check out league nights and monthly events. Envision Golf, the Pacific Northwest premier simulator facility. How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. This is Big C. We have now reoccurring guest, Bean Mace, Brian Mace, whatever you'd like to call the man. What's happening, sir? Oh, love, lovely evening. Played 18 at Wildwood and then spun nine around the uh, the neighborhood golf course on some urban golf. So I've, I've been out there today. Burned hit, up real nice. Hit a few shots. Oh, I'm going to be sore tomorrow. I'm paying for it. Yeah, if anybody hasn't played Wildwood, and that's kind of going to be the topic of discussion tonight. Uh, we are, so this is the end of our series uh, for the Portland Golf Series for Ashton coming up. And if anybody hasn't been out to Wildwood, it is not a flat course. I mean, it's, if you're walking, even if you're riding, it could, it could be a bit of a, bit of a trek. So, um, but when Ashton was out here, a uh, course that I've always wanted Ashton to see and play, uh, which I considered while I lived in Portland before we moved down to Salem as my home course, probably the course I played the most, especially with being a lot of our boys uh, out in Portland. We all probably consider Wildwood our home course because Ryan, uh, the general manager, uh, son of the owner and designer of this course, is doing an absolutely impeccable job with Wildwood. I mean, went down to merch, uh, you know, keeping the course in pristine condition, you know, really dialing this place up to be kind of a premier stop for anybody that comes to Portland that wants to play a course that they're not probably going to run into anywhere else in the country. It's a very, very unique style of uh, property and also very unique style of golf. Um, you know, kudos to Ryan, absolutely dominating the general manager game in golf and the, we're going to get into it. So, you know, fun thing, fun thing here. We only got to finish nine holes, um, went out there Sunday, drove up from Salem, met up with our boy, our boy here and 
you know, round started off great, you know, checked in, got to see right Brian, you're gonna have to remind me his name. What's what's our what's the young oh, buck? Kern? Yeah. Kern. Yes. Shout out to Ryan and Kern, just the greatest people on the planet. Greatest people on the planet. And to be honest, every single person that works at Wildwood is a wonderful individual. Like True. down to, you know, the ladies that work the front desk, Kern that's helping out Aaron and Ryan with the day-to-days, um, the car girls, the, the uh, marshals. One thing I will give props to Ryan and what you don't see at most courses is he has a starter and he also has another guy, both older gentlemen that I'm assuming Ryan probably just gives them free golf to be starters and, and marshals. And uh, he's he's got these two older guys that are holding down the fort. They're not letting shit come through. I mean, they are they're they're holding it down. They're they're doing their jobs very well. So I, I give props to Ryan and, and what he's got those guys doing because it's incredible. But what before we even get into golf, I mean, let's talk about Wildwood and the the moves they made in the merch game. I mean, oh, that man. alone. I mean, Ryan is teamed up with every bespoke, like you know, big name out there on the like trendy side of golf to get the beautiful, um, you know, Wildwood logo on as much merch as he possibly can. He, he has taken a big page out of, out of Matty Brown's book, uh, out at Manzanita and Highlands and has definitely ran with it. And I, I give him all the props in the world because I mean, the merch and the way he's displaying it and having Drew from Muni kids come in and paint the inside of the clubhouse and, I mean, it's just a unique place. I mean, it's incredible. Oh, dude, it, it's so good. You could spend a, a hell of a lot of money up there. Uh, like I said, I was up there today. Fantastic place. Uh, you know, it, it's it's going to bankrupt me eventually. So much good stuff, especially the Jones stuff. He's got the backpacks, the shag bags. Man, there's got- literally not a bad piece in there. No, I mean, he's working with thump doing doing divot tools and and alignment sticks he's got he's working with the muni kids he's working with jones seamus i mean it's endless the people that he's working with and he's having head covers made and i i'm gonna tell you right now i think it the company's called cmc golf head covers but the leather stitched putter covers with oh, the wilbur geez. logo is that the name of the the Sasquatch? The Squatch is um, Huber, right? Huber. Huber. I don't know why I said Wilbur. Huber. <laughs> but the the head covers are absolutely money. Probably some of the best head covers in golf. Yeah, I mean, I want them all. I'm gonna get them all eventually. It's just, man, they're so damn good. Everything with the Squatch logo on there, it, it's so good. Like. It's orange and it looks good. That's how you know it's good. I can't rock orange, and the only things that I own that are orange are from Wildwood, and mm-hmm. and it's the only time I probably will buy anything of that that color scheme because it's just impossible to not to not pick one of these up. He, I I can't remember the company that he worked with, but 
the company that he worked with to design his his logo um, was actually the same people that designed a lot of other logos within golf. And they are very extremely well known with their logos. And the Wildwood logo outside of Manzanita and Highlands is probably the best logo in all of the West coast. I don't think there is a golf course outside those three that have better, better logos. The best thing about Ryan's merch that you can get all online. Wildwoodgolf.com. Go check it out. Buy some stuff. It's fantastic. Ryan does a great job. Uh, he's, he's super on top of the shipping. Sends you some goodies in there as well. It's just fantastic place. Fantastic so if you got the means, place. go ahead and support Ryan. Wildwoodgolf.com. Do it, and you'll no probably get some surprise tees in there as well, like some calamari tees. Some yeah, you so get he, something good in there. Yeah, I mean, he's always throwing other brands stuff inside his boxes to kind of promote his friends and and people that he collabs with. Was I think is the way golf should be. Uh, it's a one large collaboration. I absolutely love it, and that's how they run the golf course. Is how he does merch is how he runs the golf course. Yep. And so let's get into it. So we went out there. We met out, met you out there around 10 o'clock. We had a tea time, you know, just after 1030. We roll in. We see our boy in the clubhouse. We check in. We get our carts. You know, we're ready to go on a high. Last, last uh, round for Ashton when he's been in town. Me, you, and Ashton played Tristan Tree the day before which we talked about on the pod prior to this one. And, and, you know, we had a fucking great time out there. You know, we tee off. The minute we get into the fairway, the first hole, we notice that it's going to be a tad slow. Yeah, I mean, we expect it a little bit. You know, Father's Day, we know it's going to be a little slow, but God damn, it was backed up. (laughs) It came to a halt pretty quick. So, like, we we got through the first hole, you know, unscathed. We didn't really have any issues there. Uh, we we all finished that. I I play. I always play the first hole at Wildwood like horribly. It, it's just it it's a very tough hole. If anybody that hasn't played Wildwood, it's this like elevated tee shot, dogleg right, you know, over these large trees water on the right hand side it's a tough tee shot and then you've got a creek that runs along the front of the green so unless you're bombing it out there you're probably laying up and then you know chipping on to one of the more diabolical greens on the entire course i mean it slopes severely back to front it's elevated turtle back so it just like everything runs off the sides of that green if you're not hitting a dead zone it's tiny it's a tiny green. That's that's the one thing with all of Wildwood greens are all tiny, but this one's like absurdly tiny. So yeah, it, I, you can't stay, you can't land on that thing in two. It's just impossible. Never seen anyone on two there. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, playing golf out there. It's it's a fucking diabolical hole, and it's crazy to start the course there because in the middle of the course, kind of lightens up on you, kind of kind of becomes your friend. And, and but that first the first hole just kicks you in the nuts. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough one, man. And, and you get you get leaded into probably probably one of the more diabolical holes on the entire course in number two. 
which is kind of like an elevated green that that's like this dog leg right that slopes severely uphill to where you really don't have any play but kind of hitting it in the fairway and then popping it up the hill longer drivers could really get at it if they wanted to but i mean again you're hitting onto a postage stamp like green and i mean you really have to be accurate with that driver or slam it into the hill on the left and hopefully it comes down yeah absolutely brutal hole there it's uh you can play it a ton of different ways which is is probably the best part about it but yeah i was counting today with brian humphreys uh i've hit nine different clubs off that tee there's so many different ways you can play it so Typically, I like the seven iron, seven iron play, but yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And then you hop on to three, that you know, downhill par three, another huge elevation change. Massive elevation. There, there's all the elevation changes on this course, but let's really talk about the thing is with this episode, we're, we're going to talk about golf, but we're not going to talk about a lot of <laughs> all the golf because we only played nine holes and we're going to kind of get into the reason of why we only played nine holes. So we finished the first hole. We're, we're finishing up on the green. The group in front of us literally is barely finishing their tee shots at this point. No big deal is what it is. You know, again, it's Father's Day. We get it. There's people out there that don't play golf as much, you know, all of that. They tee off. We're chatting. We're not paying attention that much. But we're like, man. It's been like a good like 15 minutes. They are still at the bottom of the hill before you go up onto the green. And one of the guys is all the way over on hole 11, like trying to find his ball. The older guy, the older gentleman that's in the group, um, who's going to be the main problem and main antagonist in this story, uh, is like, on his seventh fucking shot and it's just it's a shit show and these guys find out on the second hole that they're it's cart path only and so we hear him like walking off the the tee box like oh this is bullshit i don't understand why it's cart path only and it at this point it's raining on us like we're legitimately being rained on it's in rain it was it was yeah, coming down it was coming down and so like for it's kind of a red flag that these guys don't understand when a golf course is really soft and you drive a golf cart on it that it causes massive issues agronomy issues to the golf course so in and this isn't a very spread out golf course you're not gonna have to walk a long ways if you're having to be cart path only it's it's not that big of a trek if you're gonna have to walk to your ball so for them to bitch about it, obviously they don't play a whole lot of golf. And so we we all tee off. You know, we finish up that hole. They are still at the tee box on hole three. I don't know. How long did we wait on hole three before we were able to tee off? It's a tiny part three, too. We're probably there at least another 15. Yeah. Wasn't it, it, it was like by the time we got to the tee box on four – I want to say Ashton said it was 45 minutes. Yeah. So at this point, by the time we finish, so it's a downhill par three, not a fucking hard hole to be 100% honest here. Like no. 
it's, I mean, it's a flip way. It's long, but it's so elevated that it's like a pitching wedge nine iron for most people on this hole because it's so elevated. And it took those guys like 30 minutes to finish this par three. I mean, par threes should be lightning fast, even if you blow it off the fucking planet. Like the, these guys just absolutely were playing slow. And so because the third hole is so elevated, we can see the rest of the golf course. So we notice they're on the green. The group in front of them is literally finishing up almost finishing up on the green on the next hole, which the next hole is a par is a par five. It's a very long hole. And they were pretty much finished with the hole, meaning these guys were basically an entire hole and a half behind at this time. So now we're kind of getting frustrated. They're not speeding up. We, they, they finished the hole. We hit down onto the green then we finish the hole. They are, we then proceed to walk to our carts. We watch the old man hit his first tee shot, fucking OB on the right hand side. So just to frame this, guys, the fourth hole at, at Wildwood is a slight dog leg right, par five. With trees on the left, a creek that run that breaks up the fairway, that is probably about three. I don't know, like I don't know, like three something out there. Or I mean, like three fifty, three eighty. It's out there. It's out there, and and so and then you got to hit over the creek. You've got a narrow tree line fairway that leads into the uh, into the green. And so these, we watched the old man hit it OB into the trees on the right-hand side. He then proceeds to waddle over to his fucking cart. And, and let me phrase this, guys. I am not an ageist person. I'm not a guy that cares of your age playing golf. I actually praise older people playing golf. I think it's fucking great if you're 90 and you could shoot your handicap or shoot your age. Like, I think that's sick as hell. This guy just didn't know golf etiquette, like at all. At this point, seeing us on the green or sitting at our carts, done with the hole, you just hit one OB. We're waiting for you to finish teeing off. You should call us up, have us hit our shots, and play ahead of you. No, 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 no. Not this fucking old guy. This guy waddles over to his cart, digs in his fucking bag, finds another ball, proceeds to waddle back to the tee box. And let me rephrase this too. This guy could not hit a shot over 80 yards. And he was playing from the men's tees. He was playing from the white tees. He should have absolutely been playing from the red or kids' tees at his level of play and how far he could hit the ball. And so this fucking guy proceeds to tee up the ball and then hit a second drive OB right. 
same spot he hit the other one. So at this point, we're all getting fucking frustrated. And and I don't... None of us get that frustrated when we go out and play. Like, at all. But we're like, what the fuck is going on here? And so the other two tee off... They hit horrible shots as well. One of the other guys also hits his OB right. The other guy blasts it completely left. We're like, holy shit. This is going to be a long day. So they they take off. We're like, all right, we can finally pull up to the tee box. We pull up to the tee box. The old man proceeds to drive 40 yards straight. Drops another ball. So now at this point... After looking for his ball for another two, three minutes. Yeah, after (laughs) looking for his ball. Well, the other guy is still looking for his ball as well. And drops another ball. So let's let's count this real quick. Hits first tee tee shot OB. So now he teed up another ball, so he's hitting three. He then hits that one OB. So now dropping illegally not even not even the way it's supposed to be played now dropping he's dropping six the man is still 400 yards out to the green and cannot hit it over 80 yards he then proceeds to dribble one slightly into the fairway about 40 yards past where he's at. So at this point, he's now a hundred yards past the tee box. He then proceeds to drive over to drive up to his ball. He then is the other fucking guy is over digging in the fucking trees still for his ball. The other guy is way over on the left trying to hunt for his ball. We proceed to sit at this tee box for another 15 minutes before we're like, all right, this is out of hand. So instead of being confrontational, which me and B-Mace usually would be, yeah, I'll give Ashton all the credit. Hey, I've grown. You, you've I'm grown. Adult now. Yes, we've all, we've all gotten old. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not as aggressive as we once were in our 20s. But Ashton being the, the good little Catholic boy he is, um, goes, let's, let's not approach him. Let's just call the pro shop and let's have him send the marshal down. Great call, by the way. Just, you know, level-headed thinking. And you know what? Great, great call. That's actually what most people should do, guys. If you get in a situation like this where you're nearly an hour into your round and you're only through three holes, call the marshal. Don't try to deal with it yourself because – the situation is going to escalate, which this situation absolutely did, even though we did the proper thing. And so we're all trying to get service. The one thing at Wildwood that I will say, trying to get service and actually being able to call out on that course is nearly impossible. So the only person that can get service is Bean Mace. So Bean talks to them in the clubhouse explains the situation and what's going on. Kern goes, absolutely, I'll send our guy out. Sends a boy out. The only thing I will say that was negative about this entire situation, and nothing to do with Wildwood, and you know what? 
the the marshal probably didn't even think that it would be an issue saying what he said. But he rolls up to him and he goes, hey, guys, the group behind you called and let us know that you guys are playing extremely slow. We need you to play faster and pick it up. Because as I can see just pulling up here, that you're nearing being basically two holes behind the group. So they're now upset because they know that us, these fucking like hoodlums behind them who are in like hoodies and like joggers and shit are, are like talking shit. They, they assume that we're talking shit and we had somebody come out and basically yell at them. So, you know, they, they pick it up a little bit, you know, they, they keep it moving. The, the marshal stays out there with them for the rest of the whole, make sure that they're, they're moving along and all this shit. And then, so we, we play the hole, you know, we finish up the hole and well, we're hitting, we hit our approach shots onto the green while we're walking up to our approach shots. The old man then walks, just gets out of his cart. He waits for us. us. He waits for us. So like they end up teeing off because they're trying to play a little faster. And his two, I don't know if they're his nephews, his sons, whatever they were, took off towards their ball. The old man then sits there and waits for us. The marshal is kind of hanging out between like multiple holes, kind of, kind of just feeling the vibe to see if he's got to like get anybody else moving. But they're really the only people that are like severely holding up the golf course. And so he's there. The old man gets out of his cart, proceeds to walk up to me and goes, I absolutely don't appreciate you guys calling the marshal on us. That, that was nonsense. We're not playing slow. I believe he called us low class as well. Yeah, yeah he called it low class. And, and I look at this guy, and and if anybody knows me, I'm straight up honest. I don't care who I'm talking to. I'm going to tell you like it is. Like, there's no fucking sugarcoating it with me. And so I look at the old man, I go, do you see that entire hole in front of you? You are an entire hole and a half, almost two holes behind the group in front of you and you staying here saying the shit that you're saying is only causing more issue he then he then starts mouthing off i don't do you remember what he said after that i tried to ignore him i was walk trying to walk away luckily the uh he's trying to argue with you you proceed to tell him hey maybe move up a tee maybe tee off from the reds (laughs) Ashton yeah. tries to keep calming you down. I walk away. Luckily, the marshal just comes, steps in, basically m- makes him leave. Move he, on, you know. It's it's over. Get out he, of here. Go play golf. Yeah, he would have sat there for an hour arguing with me. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he's just like, he argues with me, and then he starts talking about how, like, you know, we're we're so much better players, and we just play fast. And I look at him, and I go, man, that is absolutely fucking wrong. I play with guys that shoot in the hundreds in the nineties all the time that can finish around in three and a half, four hours. You 
are not at the ability to play at the tees that you're playing at, you need to move up. You need to move to the red tees. And he took massive, massive offense to this. I mean, he was completely offended. And he would have kept going with me if the marshal didn't tell him that he had to get in his cart and go. And I'm like, my my blood is boiling at this point. Because I'm just like, the nerve of this guy to see in front of him that he is almost two holes behind. The group in front of him, so the hole after that we're playing is a short par four followed by a downhill par three and then a par five that comes back. The group in front of them are literally on the green of the par three. They are just leaving the tee box of the par four before the par three, meaning that they are a almost a full two holes behind. And so they take off. We're all like irritated and like blood boiling, like super, super fucking irritated. We're just like, all right, well, hopefully that they're going to speed up and that's going to be the last we're going to have to deal with them. Oh no. Oh no. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. This, these guys were not going to leave this, let this go. They were not going to leave it alone. So these guys, it, it's a very short par, par four. And so we're like, you know what? We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep on their ass because they need, they need to start going quick. I will give them credit. They started speeding up a little bit, a, like a little bit. They played at a normal player's slow pace. Yes, normal slow pace instead of like ultra fucking slow pace. And so they they round the corner up on the green. All three of us just bash our drivers. We're all within like 60 yards of these guys at this point. And so, you know, me and you hit it, hit it right into kind of the trees. And, you know, we just have to chip it out over the bunker and, and hit a chip up. Ashton blows it a little bit left. He hits a great shot onto the green. These guys are now on the tee box, kind of almost feeling like they're waiting for us on the par three. Like, I almost felt like they were taking longer because they right. wanted us to At catch that point, them. They, like, they wanted to talk shit. They wanted yeah. to run their mouths again. They wanted to, they wanted to fucking say something. And I, and I'm sure the old guy, and we, we find out later, the old guy took minuscule things out of what I said to him and completely altered the conversation we had to how he wanted to imagine that conversation went in his brain and told the other two shitheads he was playing with, like his own version of the conversation we had. So now their whole group is like pissed off about us and we can feel it like you can feel the fucking energy coming off of their fucking group and so like we all finish up the hole they're barely walking off the fucking tee box and you could tell they're like irritated and frustrated like they're basically like quickly slapping their ball around and like just kind of like trying to usher themselves off of this hole like as fast as they can which is still fucking slow as shit 
And so they like slap it around. Basically the old man just like picks up his ball and then walks over to the tee box. And while we're waiting there, what did the one guy say? He like yelled at us. Oh, I don't even remember at this point. Yeah. Cause we're waiting to tee off up the hill on the par three. One of them actually hit a great shot. The best shot I saw any of them hit all day. Like, sunk like a 30 40 foot putt you know so yeah. shout out to that guy but uh yeah i don't remember exactly what they said they he said like come on or like go for it something like well, they, some I think generic they, statement yeah i think they yelled at us and they were like hurry up and hit the ball so that you guys can play in front of us so that you guys could be behind the group in front of us like they caught basically saying like they caught the group and like, it's not their fault that they're playing slow. It's the group in front of them, which is fucking hilarious because the only reason they sped up is because they got fucking yelled at and then they were pissed off. So they weren't even finishing holes just to fucking get to be in the position they were at. They were behind a twosome who was slow as fuck, but they never even pushed them. No, that's how fucking slow these guys were. They were, Two holes behind a slow twosome. Yeah. I don't know how, how it's possible. I mean, Those guys that were in front of them were honestly slower than the four guys in front of us. Oh, yeah. but they And they weren't holding anything up because these dickheads were slow. Yeah. And so we're like, we're pissed off. And we're like, all right, fuck this. So I think all three of us hit the green on this hole. Like, all three of us hit the green on this hole. I hit it to like 10 feet. Like, I, I mean, I hit a great, I ended up birdieing the hole. Just like we, we actually ended up like turning up our game 10 notches and playing better. I don't know if it was cause we were just like, fuck these guys. We're going to show them and like fucking ball out. But all of us hit probably our best shots of the day on that hole. I, I think both you and Ashton walked off of the par. I walked off with a birdie. Like it was, it was crazy. And then yeah. I almost got a hole in one there today, by the way. Side note, but you know, very love close. that. Love we'll that. <laughs> um, and so we roll up at this point, we're just completely ignoring him. Ashton is completely trying to diffuse the situation as Ashton does. He is not a confrontational type of person. I have grown to try not to be a confrontational person, but when situations like this come up, I'm for sure going to stand up for my fucking self and, and not let some fucking idiots walk all over me. And, and so they don't really say anything on this tee box. Like Ashton kind of walks up before me and you walk up and he kind of diffuses the situation a bit and kind of goes like, Oh, appreciate it guys. Thanks for letting us play through. And like, you know, his whole thing. He does the right thing. He does the right thing. I fully fucking ignore him. Like, I don't even look at one of them in the eye. Like, no. I just, like, grab my driver, grab my tee and ball, walk up to the tee. I even tried ball. to be a nice guy until the guy that hit the long putt. I was like, hey, man, nice shot. And he just completely ignored me, which, you know, definitely cranked it up a bit for me. I was trying to be nice, and then he ignored my niceness. So now I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. I mean, they're just fucking dicks, and they didn't they didn't know golf etiquette. You could tell this was their, like, third round, like, probably one of three rounds that they play in a year. Like, it just uh, – it, it just was very frustrating. And so we play ahead of them, and then, you know, we're playing fairly quick at this point. 
then they decide that they're going to start picking it up. Well, the, you forgot on the tee box, after we tee off, the old man starts running his mouth again at you. Yep. Just generic stuff, like just saying he doesn't appreciate it again, rehashing the exact same shit he did two holes ago. So at this point, I, I just stood in front of him. Like, comfort, uh, the way I described it was like, I nicely got in his face. Yeah. And let him know, like, hey, chill. It's fucking Father's Day. You're smoking a stogie, playing golf. Fucking relax, man. Enjoy it. And just stuck my fist in his face, like, waiting. Would not leave until he gives me a fist bump. As, like, a you know, a gesture of goodwill. Like, forcing him to take the olive branch. Trying to defuse the situation. He finally shuts his goddamn mouth. Quits flapping his gums. And we get to take off. And, yeah, like you mentioned, we start playing quick. We have some, some great space. We had some great space. We actually played that hole pretty well for the most part. And, and then so we get to the next par three, which is hole eight. And it, it we thought the situation was diffused. We were like, all right, we're ahead of them. Not going to be an issue. You know, we're we're past this. Let's let's have a great, you know, rest of our round. We're good to go. So we finish up on the hole. We're waiting for the group in, in front of them, which we, we did catch. But I will give these guys mad credit because when they saw us get to the tee box, they actually saw that a group was behind them and start and literally was playing ultra fast to get off, yeah. the, get off the hole. Like they knew etiquette. And like you can play slow if there's no one behind you. But like if there's a group right behind you, either let them play through or like pick up your ball and move on to the next hole, like start, you know, playing quicker. And so, you know, these guys were waiting a little bit. So it gives the group behind us, the fucking dickheads, a little bit of time to catch us uh, again. And so you could tell they wanted this. They wanted to catch us because they wanted to prove to whoever they were trying to fucking prove this to that they they uh that they weren't playing slow. Yeah, it wasn't their fault the course was all held up. That was and their goal and they did not achieve. They did not achieve it. And so when we're waiting on the tee box, Ashton and Bean are are still kind of by the carts. I'm on the tee box already holding my, you know, holding my club waiting for them to clear the green. And one of the young fucks walk up, like, holding the cigar, like, trying to light it, trying to be, like, all nonchalant and cool. And he just, like, looks at me dead in the eye and he goes, hey, you know that guy's 74 and a veteran? Yeah, you can't talk to him that way. He's a Vietnam veteran. And, and I look at him sideways and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I didn't say anything offensive to him. Then, then what is the what does the guy say after yeah, that? He starts popping up. Well, you told him not to get old. That's so rude. One, that's you know that's not rude. I don't know why someone would even fucking say that to begin with. It was never said. No one was upset with him for being an old man. Like you said, awesome. Stoked that he's out there. It's great. Just you know, nowhere to play from. Pick it up a bit. And, yeah, the kid starts running his mouth, talking about how you're disrespecting him. And at this point, I've fucking had it. So I just step up, you know, gently 
with some some power to it, grab his arm and just walk him away. Like, hey, no, we're not fucking doing this. We're not doing this. Like, stop. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. No one cares. And get in his face a little bit and tell him, like, hey, look, it, we're, we're not doing this, man. Like, you got the same thing I told him last hole. You got your cigar? Go enjoy it. Like, quit. It's over. No one cares about this. No one's trying to fight the old man. Thank, you know, thank him for his service. Great. We appreciate it. Get the fuck out of here. So I, I try to, I try to, you know, I, I become, I can become very hot headed. And so Ashton and, and Bean basically told me on the last hole, like, yo, if they come up again, just fucking ignore it. We'll, we'll defuse the situation. So like, I don't say anything. Bean just stands up for me and kind of just like diffuses the situation. And I'm just kind of not even like acknowledging he's a fucking person. Like I'm just completely ignoring him. And I think that also frustrated him. But when Bean basically told him, like when he started mouthing off about like ageism and all this shit. And I was like, dude, none of that was fucking said. And then the guy goes to you. He goes, well, he's got dementia. And I was yeah, like, like, then we're like, well, why did you guys leave him by himself on that hole where he literally tried to get in a fight with me? Like, yeah. maybe if your grandpa has dementia, you probably first off should be riding in a cart with him. Why is he driving his own cart if he's got dementia? First off, that should like he shouldn't even be allowed to be driving. Yeah, maybe take care of him a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're the one disrespecting him and treating him like shit. Exactly. Like, just because he's a vet doesn't mean he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, maybe reel the reins in a little bit. Like, I mean, if you want to get technical, you you know, you're a vet of the only war we technically lost. So, you're a fucking loser. You know, just <laughs> it's fucking. It's just like, but I just hate utilizing that as like a crutch. Like, yeah, like that's like, oh, 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 he's a veteran, so he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. He can mouth off and yeah, it's you no don't get to be issue. an asshole. Sorry. You don't get to be an asshole. Get over it. And and so, like I told him, you know, I, I nicely told him, like, hey, it, we're stopping it right now, or I'll walk back over there to your carts with you, and I'll take care of all four of you by myself. Like, I have no problem doing that. Nicely telling him, hey, I'll, I'll fuck your face, buddy. I, I was done at that point. We were, I, I think, was ready. We were all done. So we ended up teeing off and, and hitting good shots and. By the time we got up to the green, I think I looked at both of you guys and I was like, dude, I, I hate to do this, but like, I can't play in front of these guys for a full 18 holes. Like I just can't. And so we all agreed that, Hey, after, after the front nine, we're just going to walk in um, and, and get a rain check for the second nine. And we, we know because how Ryan does, how Ryan teaches these guys, how to, create optimal customer service and how they handle things that they were absolutely going to be totally okay with that. And they were And the minute we kind of walked up and I dropped, I took my bag off the cart and they saw like we were doing that. The marshal comes right up to us and he's like, what's going on? And we told him like, Hey, you know what? They continued to mouth off to us. Like after you left, every single hole they had something to say and so we're just gonna cut our cut our losses it's just not worth it which saddened me because i really wanted to see have ashton see the back nine because in my opinion oh, the back, back nine, nine so good. is so much better at wildwood and so kind of sad 
and we go inside. Well, how about, like what the marshal said too. My favorite line of the whole fucking day when he says, "They told me he was a 75 year old Vietnam veteran." I don't give a shit. I'm 78. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. He goes, I don't give a shit how old you are. I'm 78 and I wouldn't play like that. And it's just like, and then when we told him that they were still mouthing off, he then parked his cart. So there's, you basically come up and around the, the nine, ninth green and then past the tee box of one to go back up the hill towards the, towards the clubhouse to go behind it to hit down 10. And so there's like a cart path that, that it, you know, you, you can only go up or down if you're playing one or nine. So the marshal then parks his cart right where they'd have to come up the hill so that they'd have to stop so he could talk to him. And so he's like, he's ready. He's ready to go off on these guys. He goes, I'm going to take care of it. I, I got remember you guys. They, they run into us on eight. They haven't even finished eight and we're wrapping up nine. We literally walked off the green. They weren't even finishing up eight, even close to getting to the tee box on nine. Which well, eight, shows... eight's a par three, which uh, Mr. Uh, Cigar Tough Guy barely cleared the bridge that's 10 yards in front of him. Then, you know, he's what, 110 <laughs> yards out at that point? Pulls driver, dinks it 10, 10, 15 yards in front of him, and hits his buddy in the back of the legs with a fucking driver. <laughs> On this par three. It's just an absolute shit show. It was a shit show. And it was, that was like the epitome of comical that that's what karma gets you when you're dickheads, that you hit your buddy with your own ball that you couldn't even hit 30 yards off the tee. It's just like, that's what karma, karma gives you when you guys are fucking just absolute (laughs) shitty people. And and I'm going to tell you right now, I'll, I would put money on it that they're from St. Helens. No shade at all to to uh, Ryan. I absolutely love you. I love your course, everything. They're at the far brink of Portland. Like they might have the last address in Portland before you get into these two fucking what what I call Scapoose and St. Helens of Oregon. I call them the buttholes of Portland. Like it's not the middle of Portland. It's the tip upper tip left of Portland before you get out to the coast. But the people I have never met one person from that has grown up in either one of those cities that are good citizens. They're just, (laughs) they, they just heap shitty people in those two areas. And the one thing I'll give anybody, if, if you're from Oregon or you visit Oregon, anything 30 to 40 miles off of I-5 is, it's a very, very different state. I'll tell you that. You've got, you've got all the way down I-5, it's a hippie, happy-go-lucky state. Anytime you go into the wilderness of, of Oregon, it is a whole nother level of, of uh, wilderness. It, it gets uh, real weird. I call it cousin fucker territory. Yes, absolutely. It, it gets wild outside of, outside of I-5 corridor. But 
So I would put money on it that they live in St. Helens or Scapoose. Put money on it. That's the type of people. And and that's the only unfortunate thing is Wildwood is probably just as far from St. Helens or Scapoose, maybe even closer to those areas than they are like city center of Portland. So that's the only thing is sometimes you do get some of those idiots that come down the fucking the pipe, come down Highway 30. And they just, they're just not great people. <laughs> they're just not good. Just and shitting all over them. Just, yeah, Scapoose St. Helens, just the butthole of Oregon. Like, Chris has mad beef with y'all. Mad beef. Come at me if you're from St. Helens, Scapoose. DM me. Municipal <laughs> Big Chris, come see me. Come at me. But let's get back to it. Wildwood took care of us. We walked in there. Me and Bean Mace got rain checks. Ashton was like, yo, I'm from the Bay. I'm probably not going to come out here anytime soon to utilize the rain check because the rain check only lasts three months. So if you don't use it in three months, it, it disperses, which he probably wouldn't come back in the next three months. It's just we don't have any plans for him to come up. And so um, Ashton goes, well, can I just get credit for merch? So he just stocks up on the badass merch that, that we know Wildwood's got, you know, gets himself like a big grip of teas, like a dope ass Seamus ball marker. And, you know, he's super stoked. And the best part about the whole situation is we're walking to our cars with our bags. We just spent Bean and Ashton went to the bathroom we got our rain checks. Ashton shopped the little little market area that they got, like with all the swag. We spent 15, 20 minutes. Our boy Tyler Munns walked in. Say we ran into Tyler, too. Yeah, ran into Tyler, chatted up with him for a minute. Like, we were not, like, speeding through this process at all to get out of there so we didn't have to run into him or anything because we knew Wildwood had our back. And so we, we finished up with all of our shit. We're walking to our cars. So you have to walk like there's a little road above that cart path that comes around nine over the one tee box and then up the hill. So we're walking on the back end of it right between the tee box and the, in the putting green. And these dudes are still in the middle of the fairway of nine. So by the time we finished nine, Spent 20 minutes in the clubhouse, walked to our car. They still were not done with hole nine. Not even close. They still had like 10, 15 minutes probably left on hole nine. So they they spent 30 minutes, 40 minutes playing the ninth hole, which is not a hard hole. A dead straight 300-yard par four. It's elevated. So it probably plays like 250. Yeah, I mean, an elevated green, but like, it's not hard. Like, every time I play it, I can blast it all over the place and hit eight, nine iron in. Like, it's not a hard hole. No. And these guys are still in the middle of the fairway. Just like, chef's kiss, you know, kind of, kind of, we made the best decision possible. And we're walking through the, through the clubhouse or through the parking lot and we see, this uh semper fi like and this isn't a hate on anybody that's in the military 
No, I, I said the shitty thing about Vietnam people. earlier. I was joking. It's all good. It's all a joke. We're we no hate for anybody that serves our country. We appreciate anybody that that sacrifices that. But we could tell old Saturn view with Semper Fi all over it and like veteran license plates were like, oh and like they weren't even good stickers. They were like shitty stickers put on crooked, like just like imagine an old man car that like his whole identity is being a veteran. Yeah. That's exactly what it's it was. That's all he's got. And so we were like, oh, that's that's gotta be that's gotta be that guy's car. And so we get to the parking lot. We're like, let's go get a beer. Let's get some food. We go to one of our favorite places, Great Notion in Slab Town, back down in Portland. Watch the end of the the US Open. Great, great way to to finish the day. And the funny thing was they were shorthanded. It, it was just kind of how the day went. And so we were at Great Notion, they're shorthanded. I had to ask the bartender like six times to put US Open on the TV because he had something nobody gave a shit about. He had like the rugby. Eastern Conference Finals of the Rugby. Yeah, uh, like rugby nobody league. gives a shit about this. And I had to ask him like six times to spend half a minute to change it to the US Open. And so we ended up watching most of it on Ashton's phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh... It was like the best shitty day you could have, you know? Yeah, I mean, Everything went wrong, but it was a great day. Yes. (laughs) Luckily, with you and Ashton, and we can fucking laugh about it, and I can do a podcast about it, and it's hilarious. But, like, my PSA to anybody playing golf. One, play your proper tees. The whole time I played with Ashton while he was in town, I played one tee in front of Ashton. I'm 34 years old. Like, I got no shame knowing that I need to play from 64, 6,500, not 67 to 7,000. No shame in my game. Like, that's where I'm at. So if I can swallow my pride and know that I need to move up to play better and to have more fun, that's what I'm going to do. So play it forward, people. Please play it forward because nothing is going to create more animosity on a golf course than watching anybody hit a ball 80 to 100 yard dribbles from the back tees. It will drive every person behind you fucking crazy. So play it forward. And the, the, the best part, like I said, I was out of Wildwood today. We're what, four to five days later, four days later. Curtin lets me know he kicked him off the course. Before they even finish 14, they're ejected. They're the hell out of there because they're acting like dickheads. So, I mean, not saying that we're perfect by any means, but these guys are clearly a fucking problem and never should have fucking been out there to begin with. And that's that's karma all wrapped up in one because it like we were talking about earlier, what you were telling me, um, it was car path only. It was rained on. It was wet out there. There's a lot of severe hills and slopes. And Kern caught these fucking idiots driving the cart up these severe slopes, creating nothing but giant ruts along there. When there's signs everywhere, even when it's dry out there, there's a shit ton of signs letting you know you can't drive up the hills. Yeah, and Ryan has made it like even fun and easy to notice where he uses the Sasquatch logo and says like, Sasquatch crossing, don't, don't drive on the hills. Like he tries to make it 
very noticeable with his signs and what he's got out there. And these fucks just decide to ignore it and drive all over the golf golf course. And I I feel bad for Ryan because he's got to deal with these guys all the time. And like on our way to, or when we were at great notion, you DM'd Ryan and kind of gave him a little brief synopsis of what, what happened. And, and Ryan was just like, fuck man every day yeah he's got to deal with that shit constantly i chatted with him a little bit today um you know super apologetic definitely wants us back out there um it's obviously not his fault you know staff's great wildwood's great literally never had a bad experience with anyone out there you know played in in men's league out there you know play out there by myself a lot and get paired up with randoms like literally everyone there is cool as shit dude i i ran muni madness out there all last summer when people are always hanging out on the great patio set up out there. Great patio. Uh, food great. And drink before or after the round. Yes. Like, you don't even have to go up there to play golf, honestly. Go up there to hang out. It's a fucking great place. It's a wonderful place. And this is not to deter anybody to go out to Wildwood because, again, this was our first. Between me and Bean, we've probably played out there a couple hundred times. Yeah, I mean, I don't want you to go to Wildwood unless you take me because you're taking up all the damn tee times and making it harder for me to get out there. Exactly. Reason I wouldn't want anybody to go up there. Because the tee, time, tee sheets are filling up and, and making it difficult for us to consider it our local course to go out and play. But, like, it's it's a great course. Go out and play it. I just – I'm really excited that we got to talk about this scenario because it was, it was comical after the fact. Had my blood absolutely boiling during it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just glad it happened uh, when I'm 36 and not 26 because it would have gone a little bit differently, unfortunately, for, for me, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I I don't think either one of us have to get in a uh, fisticuffs alteration or altercation with a uh, 74-year-old veteran that has dementia. Well, yeah, like, I wasn't even – he isn't a dickhead, but, man. The other guy was probably even more. I wanted to knock that more. down that fucking guy's cocksucker. Yeah, couldn't fucking stand him. So, I mean, Horrendous. explicit language warning on this one. My bad. Yeah, we'll have to talk put like the, a sailor. We'll have to put that uh, <laughs> the parental warning on this one, like they have on all the CDs. Yeah, Shout absolutely. Out. Most of you guys might not even know what a CD is, but like, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Shout out to uh, old people that aren't dicks and. Uh, and the military too, you know. Shout it Thank out! You. Shout it Thanks, out! Thanks, brothers. Thanks, brothers. All right, Bean. Well, it's, as a as always, it was a pleasure to have you on, and uh, let's get out soon. Hey, I'm always ready. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Take it easy, bud.